love short shorts. I will just say that. I, okay, here's my thing with costumes. <laughs> Hi, I'm Chelsea. I'm Paul. And I'm Abby, and welcome to 3 to Beam Up. Today we're talking, um, you know, this one, bread and, bread and circuses. <laughs> <laughs> So I went back and forth, I think, during this one, um, because I think I originally was thinking maybe this is one of the five worst episodes. Then maybe I was thinking it was one of the three worst episodes. <laughs> and then at the very end of it, I think this might be the worst episode of Trek. You are so wrong ever. First of all, there's Miri. Yeah, and I was going to say, Miri's, Miri's like top three, right? Miri's, Miri's top three. always going to be my least, like, the worst I think episode of Trek for me. If I was going top three, <laughs> it's this, Omega Glory, and Miri, right? Would be bottom three. No, I love this episode. I don't know how you can hate this episode. You are factually wrong and also a bad person for thinking that. You know, I mean, it I is think... just a repackaged Omega Glory, but with Or Plato's stepchildren. Oh, there's no, no I don't think it's Plato's stepchildren. I... I do think this plot makes no sense. However, yeah. I do think the only redeeming quality of this episode is that it is a great Spock and Bones banter episode. And that it is, the, is best the Spock and Bones banter episode. And that is the, the only <laughs> redeeming quality. <laughs> no, there's a bunch of things I like a lot about this episode. I, okay, convince me. Convince I like yourself. Spock and Bones, the end. <laughs> I, uh, that's my favorite. Well, let's. Can I ask a question about the Academy? Sure. Because the very first thing, one of the very first things Kirk says at the opening is that Merrick dropped, was dropped in his fifth year. Yeah. As, so how uh, how long uh, is the Academy? As the result of one test, which they which is right. a split second decision that they apparently wait until their fifth year to give them, <laughs> um, instead Doesn't of like using that as a screen. Yeah. yeah. It seems real dumb. Like, can you imagine having a PhD student and then dropping them in their fifth year? Yeah, like, That's yeah, crazy. especially if you're like, oh, we're we're just going to play this, <laughs> we're going to play a game of checkers, and if you lose, you're out of the academy. Like, that's as capricious as <laughs> As this. what this is saying. I mean, okay, so that seems a little extreme. And they're trying to, like, justify it by making Merrick, like, a sketchy person. But I don't even know if he's that sketchy, but we'll get there, too. I don't get what... He, why he's there like why I also he's in do the not episode understand. um <laughs> i don't get why he's in the just episode beamed out the iridium isn't that what they say they needed i don't think right what? Did, uh, they, he's like we had meteor damage so he went down to the planet to like to like get the mineral they needed to like repair it which it doesn't make any sense that yeah. they said it's iridium but then he's like and then so i went down to get iridium and i talked to like this bro and like that's what happened, and then he decided to stay. And I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Well, I, the pro console doesn't make any sense the whole no. time. Like, I don't understand why he's like, wants to keep Kirk and crew. I don't know why he wants the crew of the Enterprise to come down. What, like, does why? He like for the games? I, I don't want some for like, gladiators. Yeah, but it doesn't seem like they have any shortage. Yeah, they, right? they don't. <laughs> Crack, you're right. I'm very um, confused. So is it because they're barbarians? So, like, that's, like, part of the appeal? 
Uh, but, but it still doesn't make either. any sense. But it's, I still don't, I never have, I, I still don't understand. I watched this episode yesterday. I, and I still don't know what the plot was. <laughs> sure. He wants them to beam down for whatever reason. Like, well, but that's the thing. What is the reason? What reason? I never yeah, understood this, the reason. This whole episode is just full of these, like, undeveloped plot lines. Like, the group that they find right away and the librarian who's back, which is a, a fun pull. Uh, I mean, Atos. yeah, that is fun. Um, I did like is fun too. to have. Um, but then, like... That payoff is one, like, really dumb line at the very end of the episode. But, like, it just is not there forever. Um, they have all this stuff when they first get there that, like, doesn't pay off. They have Merrick, which does not pay off in the slightest. Like, none of this plot... It's a very much just like, oh, this happened, so then this happened, I guess, and then this happened, I guess. There's I think no... Merrick pays off because Merrick has a redemption arc, and but um... he doesn't have he doesn't have a, a fall arc. He doesn't have any arc. Oh no, like... he has a fall arc. His fall arc was him beaming down and then selling out his own men for uh, like uh, for uh, for his own personal safety. I guess is the implication. I guess right, but that's the same. Like they never make a case that he made that the decision was not the correct one based on starfleet regulations or things like that well he's not starfleet uh ooh, that's a good question of if a federation citizen has to uh abide by the prime directive which i think it's implied that he does does. but he but he he's not starfleet he's not operating under starfleet promises i don't know what they are are they like a commercial vessel he says it's he says he's he's in the merchant fleet so he's so a commercial vessel vessel evil trade vessel or yeah like something of some sort but so like that makes a little more sense like he doesn't have any combat training but still i don't like really fully understand but he also he makes the case that the reason he did it was that he makes a prime directive argument as as weak as it is he makes the case that he had to have his people live here because if they went back to civilization they went back to the federation then they'd be like oh yeah we found this planet with like rome and stuff and then other people would come there and and would pollute them them culturally with like federation ideas or something except so it's not case, true they it's not they true get, like, but he makes that exactly. case on prime and directive it doesn't grounds. even make sense because he like is he was the only one who knew, right? Can sure. one bro not keep a secret, right? Like, none of his other people had beamed down. He was just down there to get repair stuff for the ship. Sure. That's what he originally said. Anyway. I'm not saying it's good writing, but I'm saying that he's he's not making yes. a case like... He's not making a case like I the agree. guy, Tracy in Omega Glory, or um, what's, the name, what's his name in uh, Patterns of Force. Like, he's not making the case that he went down there and he's inherently evil. He's making the case that he went down there and followed what his interpretation of the Prime Directive was. So that's why I'm saying, like, his arc is kind of just flat. He doesn't have this. He's not down there being like, aha, I conquered a planet. No, the overarching thing of this episode is Gene, Rod- is Gene Roddenberry going, screw you, network. <laughs> that is yeah, the point right. of this episode. <laughs> oh, man. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is an episode you make when you want your series to be canceled. I think. Uh, um, well, this is this this is the episode you make when your series isn't doing that well, and then and you're getting a lot of notes from the network, and you're basically yeah. like, "Screw you, network." That is yeah, what yeah. this episode. <laughs> is. I really do not think it's that bad. Um, I also think there's a lot of shining moments for both Chekhov and Yuhara, which is nice. Um, they are both treasures in this episode. They're okay, barely I, in this episode. I don't remember Chekhov being in it. Oh, he's there. He's at the beginning. He, like, yeah, does Chekhov's, a whole bunch of things. Chekhov is there. He does a bunch of stuff off screen. <laughs> I do but have he a... Does a bunch I, of cal- 
like I do have a, I know, a lovely stuff. note about some background acting that Nichelle Nichols was doing that was lovely, but that's <laughs> about it. I think that I think that her scene at the end would be great if you watched it. Like I think Nichelle Nichols does a great job with it, but I think the yeah. writing is horrible. Oh yeah, the um, writing is terrible. But like yeah. if you watch it's it on not mute, great. you'd be like, okay. <laughs> I think the last scene is completely unnecessary. Frankly, it's another oh, one it of is. these where like, um, I first off. He gets stabbed, and then they're on the ship, and my thought was like, wait, that that's the rap? And then I was, then the thought was, oh, no, I'm sorry, they're going to do a bridge rap that is a hundred times worse than just leaving a dead guy in the hallway. I mean, sure. it's necessary if you, like, if they're thinking that they want to, like, make the religious metaphor explicit, which they, like, it's like the big reveal essentially except they didn't really do a great job of setting up the religion you have like the one yeah. scene and the gladiator that's like i will not fight but i totally will though <laughs> and, yeah. like, I, it does they don't do a good job of setting up their religious metaphor it, it doesn't work well they have me. all these christ-like figures like so like merrick dies sacrificing his life for others flavius dies sacrificing his life for others i i don't know they mention it a lot but like they are really heavily implying it's an actual son like like religion and then the big reveal is kind of trying i think to to clear it up it's hand I, it, it's hand it's, it's confusing it's at best i agree but but i can see it's what not they were trying well. to do no i know what they were trying to do but they did it badly <laughs> i mean and, and also this is one of, and i think the main conceit though is that this is another one of those they, this is the one where they talk about it right and i think chelsea you've brought it up before this like hodgkin's law of parallel planetary development right mm. it's, they is, talk about it in several episodes but they talk about it in several of these gene alcoon episodes that are like universally some of the worst right omega glory being prime example of that i, I don't think any of us thought anything good about omega glory yeah um it's and so it's that same sort of idea of like oh they, for some reason, without any from anyone from Earth going there and giving it to them, they have an extant copy of the U.S. Declaration of, of Independence, right? Um, and they produced it from whole cloth because of this, like, weird Hodgkin's In law. the same font. In the same font. In the same place. <laughs> um, and they... The same thing holds here, right? It's just... We've, we've talked about Wait, it in... is that true? I thought they had been settled. No. I thought so, they were a colony. No. 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 So... Parallel that development. One, oh, I can't remember. Yeah, it's that same idea of, like, parallel <laughs> oh, development. Yeah. That, oh, like, yeah, that's so bad. <laughs> and it's the same thing here. When they get there, Spock yeah. goes to, like, so many lengths to say, like, yeah, there's the exact same land-to-water ratio. The exact same amount of, like, everything in the air. Um, it's, like, it's just so strained of a sci-fi idea. That Gene well, Alcoon, I think, was the most responsible for. That yeah, just, I mean, true. yeah, like, he like, just, he wanted to do an episode on what if Rome had never fallen. Yeah. And that's not really a, a sci-fi in this sense sort of episode. That's really like a time travel or like a yeah. alternate yeah. universe sort of episode. And it doesn't, that's why it doesn't work here. And I think that's kind of his interest in these other episodes, like Amago Glory as well. Like, it, it was like, what if these things, had, it's not a bad idea. I just don't think it works with the Starship yes. like crew and with Star Trek. I think it would have been a lot better as a different series. A Twilight Zone episode. Right? We've, we've said that before, well, yeah, too. Essentially. Like, um, that it, if you write this as a Twilight Zone episode, then you just say, you just start the beat and you have this, the background music and you say, what if Rome had never fallen? <laughs> and then that's the episode. <laughs> and like, yeah, I mean, there you go. 
or like even the kind of the plot of this where like um a, a starship breaks they have to like acclimate to like a new planet sure. and like uh like you know kind of change their ways to survive while protecting the prime director i think that's also a good episode yeah but together i i know what you guys are saying but that's not none of that is why i like this episode because none of that is good i like it because of the interpersonal interactions i think it's really really lovely i mean i think i there is that like one scene between mccoy and spock spock acts out of character there's multiple scenes between mccoy Um, and spock okay that's fair because they do they fight together they have some touching moments i will give you that but i think that it's a hard sell for the other 42 minutes Um. (laughs) (laughs) i would say 40 minutes um, I think it's about 10 minutes. Um, so do we want to talk about costumes? Sure, sure. I love short shorts. I will just say that. I, okay, here's my thing with costumes. <laughs> I, I don't know here's, why. It... <laughs> so these runaway slaves are living uh, in a cave, which is the Bat Cave, by the way, just in case you were wondering. It, it did look it familiar. Is, oh, it is also the Batcave. It is uh, under the Hollywood sign. Anyway, um, they're, they've run away. Okay, great. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, they're still wearing their slave outfits. They couldn't sure. find other clothes. That and are less, they have extra of them. Yeah, that yeah, are yeah. less conspicuous and less like, hey, capture me, police. Like, what? <laughs> what? Also, why did some people have shorts and some people have pants? No, that is also, the best thing, Abby. <laughs> also, why did some people have sandals and some people have normal shoes? I have a lot of questions about the uniforms of slaves. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Why? Why? Oh my god. Can we also talk about the Roman costumes? Okay, the Roman costumes are great, and those are actually out of uh, central costuming, and they were worn for a lot of the Cecil B. DeMille movies, so they can I stay. I want that sparkly <laughs> jacket of the Roman emperor. And oh, not was, that. I mean, like, no, the, I the love gladiator that. The, the sparkly jacket of the, the guy over the sparkly shirt, who was double taller. Yeah. That's how you could tell. Here's uh, the yeah, thing the about- Yeah, the costumes are fine. Here's the thing about the sparkly, the proconsul sparkly shirt. Instead of giving him an insignia that was like, you know, legionary, eagles, something, they gave him the coat of arms of William Shakespeare for unknown reasons. (laughs) Oh, all right. Uh, Good catch. (laughs) Yeah. So that's a thing. Very confused by that as well. I also... I just feel like this would have been another good opportunity for the landing party, which doesn't make sense, those three, to be in local costume, which we know they can do, as they did on Nazi planet. Yeah. Like, why do they keep beaming down to these, like, parallel planetary, like, developed planets not in local costume if if they're trying to protect the Prime Directive? The whole open... That beam down sequence is weird, right? And the the next few minutes from it, because you are 100% correct... That yes, beaming down in spacesuits essentially with phasers <laughs> and like phasers on their hips. Yeah. Um, but then they run into the the group that is essentially sniping them from um in like way up in the well, hills. Before that, they like they chat. 
Oh, and cat, like, yeah. and Bones is like, but there was zero mission briefing. I don't even know like what this planet's <laughs> called. <laughs> We're like, oh my god! It's like you're jets. not wrong, not wrong. <laughs> like, can you guys just like hand him like a pad? <laughs> like, um, and then they talk about the prime directive, so you know that it's going to be broken later. <laughs> <laughs> and they explicitly lay it out in like four parts. Yeah, they do at least make sure to fire that that Chekhov's gun, I suppose. Yeah. Um. Then there's snipe yet. Correct. Yeah. Although I do like Bones's one of these days I really want to beam down and just be like, I am the Archangel Gabriel. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I was like, I want to do that too, Bones. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good band. just that's like good band. a Bones thing to say. And then it was, going and back I enjoyed and it. The Spock and the ears. Yeah. You couldn't be the angel, you'd be the devil. And I was like, oh, they love each other. They're best friends. Using <laughs> each other on this mission. Yeah, and then when they do, when they do get captured, and they're like, "What do you call those?" I call them ears. Are you trying to be funny? Never. (laughs) I lol did that. That was also great. No, no, there are some good lines, but like overall, this is just a garbage episode. It's so it is the case, right? What I was getting at is this idea that they first present this group as a group that is essentially. Um, you know, guerrilla fighters is a, is mm. one way to look at it. But that have mm. some, they have equal weaponry, and they have like positions in the hills. But then they are captured so easily, like they're, they're just so kind of walking easily. around, and it's then it's not just like even... Why they do don't they see one guard. Well, they they don't see a group of like ten people coming at them from in, directly in front of them. And it's not even that to, they get like snuck up on. Right, but they also put like their most famous, most yeah. recognizable bro. Yeah. Like with yeah. And also, bro. again, maybe slave clothing isn't the best clothing yeah. for wandering <laughs> around in this world where slavery is a thing. You know? Yeah. And guys, I just what? Why English? Because that doesn't make any sense because <laughs> like, you think it would be at Latin? least be Latin. <laughs> it yeah. would be Latin. It's it's again, it's I don't, I, yeah, anything really. I mean, Latin survived like, for like a thousand years post Rome. Sure. Like, as like a spoken language. Like, like that I could have believed, but, but not the, English. The <laughs> presence of any Earth language there um, is just, is the Declaration of Independence, right? The presence of yeah. any Earth yeah, language. Yeah, they should have just ignored that, and then we could have just believed it was the universal Yeah, translator. If they didn't say anything, it, it would have been a lot of It makes a little more sense. Um, yeah. Yep. But the fact that they called it out and they're like, oh, yeah, they, and they actually even say, they have a, a dialect or something that is mid 20th century earth. And it's like, hey, listen up, because you're speaking that too. Um, yeah. <laughs> you are speaking mid 20th century, century English. Earth. And they're trying to push it like, oh, we're speaking whatever, 22nd century English. And they're speaking 20th. And we could tell the no. difference. And like, come on, guys. Yeah, not good. Also, when they're <sighs> with the slaves and the, the sage. Mr. Ataz is talking about their their <laughs> religious beliefs. Like, and then Bones is like, they didn't have sun worship. Yep. And I was like, yeah, they did, though! <laughs> oh, see, I took I took a different take on that, Abby, because my thought was they also didn't have cars. Yeah, <laughs> that too. But, like, uh, Apollo, he yeah. was a god in Rome. Yeah. Helios, also a god in Rome. Sol Invictus, big god in Rome. All sun deities. Just saying. <laughs> like, yeah. It was a weird comment. I like they really wanted to make the sun like metaphor setup thing. Yeah, that, as yeah, you said, which flat. is which is fine. But you don't have bones go. They didn't have sun worship in Rome. Yes, they did. <laughs> they yep. and yeah. it was it's an easy like they totally had sun worship because they had a god for everything. 
There were so, so many gods. Mm-hmm. Speaking of this capture, um, Kirk's little walkie-talkie stunt. I mean, the code green, is that what we're talking about? No, the first walkie-talkie stunt. <laughs> oh, um... When he's captured and he's like has like Scotty tell him how many people are in the clearing. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, so... I feel like, is that not a prime directive violation right there? Sure. Oh, it like is. It. It's super. Okay. Is. And, like, I am also not entirely certain that makes sense. Nope. It doesn't. Okay. <laughs> and then, how does that convince them that they're trustworthy? Sure. They're just it like, doesn't. oh, we don't think the Romans <laughs> have this capability, so you must be someone else. Like, <sighs> sure. Potentially someone more and more dangerous. Yeah. You're not wrong. <laughs> okay alright so they're, they've been captured I'm ready to go there sure they've been captured the proconsul's there Merrick's there for some reason the proconsul wants everybody from the Enterprise to beam down and for some reason Merrick is like second in command for no reason even though he's not allowed to do anything well, but he, yeah. like, he's implied to be essentially a slave right? or like a, like he has no like free he's like a laptop well, but yeah, so he is but he's still citizen. like first citizen. <laughs> yeah, so he's the... got to be a puppet. That was my impression that he's a puppet first citizen. Yeah, that, and... that, that other bro has all the real power. So I mean that that just further reduces any anything that you get from having him here because what you're saying is like he came down here, he maybe made a bad choice, and then he's just been a puppet for six years doing nothing so. of his own volition. I think that's um, true. Yeah. And, and so, then they, there's the whole thing where Flavius talks about how he's like a mass murderer, and then it's but then there's no evidence to that. Like, that never comes back. Yeah, it never. Like, because so I he, thought at he, first, no, I thought at first when Flavius is talking about, oh, he's a monster, he kills all yeah, the people. I yeah. thought this was going to be another. Oh, there's another Federation guy drunk with power. Yeah, and exactly. this is where this is going. No, and then it turns he's out giving that the orders. No, he's giving the orders as like a puppet for that other event. I think. But still, that never comes back, though. Like, yeah. don't bring that up if it never comes back. There's no purpose to that line, then. Well, I think, no, I think there is a purpose. It's like, it's showing, it's make, trying to make his redemption arc stronger. It's showing that he had this, like, really awful, like, cast, and, like, he's starting to, like, realize it, and, like, with Kirk there. But the only way that really works is if you... When we when we meet him, it only works if he's like, nope, I did what I had to do, and now I'm in power, and this is, and the proconsul and I have this down, and blah. Like, that's the only yeah. way that actually works as a concept. Yeah. So it's kind of what he does say, though. They're, mm. they're telling, not showing, and that is I the agree. problem I have. I agree with you. That that I agree, but I think that's what they are going for, Abby. I think that's what they're trying to tell, and it's but not they're really doing it badly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like with this and, whole episode. And they also, and that's, I'm not arguing that it's in, if badly. if you're, if that's the read, then too, then it is. It, then it just becomes like this Kirk White Savior episode of like the second mm. Kirk shows up, this guy realizes the the error, error of all of his, his ways. ways. Um, with like 30 seconds of conversation with Kirk, he's like, oh no, what did I do? Um, I guess I have to redeem myself. No, no, that part I, I actually think is done well. It's not like the conversation. Kirk shows, not tells him, how, like, how to be like a proper person. In, in their misogynistic terms, how to be a man. He, like, refuses to back 
down. He refuses to like send his crew to his death. He essentially allows for the potential sacrifice of himself and his two best friends in order to keep their lives, right? And in order to, to preserve the mission. It's all about like it's one of those duty and honor um episodes, I think, where Kirk's willing to die for it. Well, but the problem is if you have to work if you have to work that hard to put it together, they're not doing a good job of portraying oh, the idea. Oh, I'm with yeah. you, girl. <laughs> like, I, I'm with you. But I think that, like, had it been executed better, like, that's, it's kind of lovely. It would be a lovely story if they just, like, had a better background premise. Oh, yeah. And, well, like, and better you, story you strip out, like, 40% of this, like, unnecessary stuff. Um, and you put in some, like, Clearer well, if you honestly, I think if you take if you take out the pro consul and you make Merrick the pro consul, I think the redemption arc is a better. Then that's yeah. not like it. yeah, but that's well, yeah. that's patterns of force on Omega Core. I I still agree, Abby, that you're right. It would be better, <laughs> but it's again that it becomes that much closer to those two episodes. Close well, and here's which is, the I thing think too. What they're trying to do. So yeah. we find out that there are still crew members from Merrick's crew alive and living on this yep. planet. And yep. at the end of the episode, they just leave them there. Yeah. Well, or they have they all been killed? No, no. he says like there's he plenty of our Yeah. He says okay. there's plenty of my crew left that were able to adapt. Adapt to living here. And so okay. it, that I can I think they his redemption arc His redemption arc is so like focused. Like the only thing he does is save Kirk Bones and Spock. He does not do anything Agreed. to change mm-hmm. anything on the planet or make up for any of his past mistakes other than Agreed. the fact that, like, he's no, it's, sat but there it's and what he can do in the moment. But, what he can do in the moment is, and maybe he's assuming that's, that Kirk is going to save them. And we don't know. Maybe Kirk beamed him out. Right? Like, they didn't even find doesn't them. Seem like <laughs> doesn't no, seem like Kirk. No, I know. Not. But, like, I don't know. Can can they, like, pinpoint, like, specific signatures of people? I, I don't think they can because they need a communicator. I, no. I, I think they struggle with that in TOS, so. Yeah. So and they're I, definitely not going back in there to try. They don't even know the number of them, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah you're right. So they basically have to walk around the streets being like, hey, any of you uh, crashed around a spaceship six years ago? Uh, line up over here if you did. Um, oh yeah, it's super sketchy. So like, there's, there's maybe no... they send the lower deck ship or another yeah, ship in to clean this. Cerritos comes in and has <laughs> to they... find all the people. <laughs> Mariner comes down and just shoots a bunch of people. Well, that's the thing, right? They send that the Vulcan <laughs> ship uh, full of uh, cleanup experts. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah. Hurts and they just nuke this planet from space. Mm-hmm. Say, sorry. I, um, I really, honest to God, think that's what happens here. <laughs> like, like Kirk files his report, and Starfleet's like, "What the fudge?" <laughs> like, well, now not, nine cleanup ships are on their way. Let's talk about all the things they didn't do for some reason. And so earlier, you said his his communicator stunt. Um, I want to talk about Code Green, right? Because, oh, second communicator stunt. Yeah. yeah, because like Code Green is such a innocuous. There aren't many innocuous phrases like that that he could say that on the surface essentially mean i'm fine right he could probably come up with a dozen tops of like things that are plausibly things he would say to mean i'm fine don't worry and this one specifically means we're in trouble but don't do anything (laughs) (laughs) so presumably there was like a code chartreuse that means like we're in trouble but do do something um (laughs) like 
you know, a code violet. The fact that code, code indigo. green means this super specific thing, that also means oh, now there's nothing for Scotty to do with one of the better plot devices in the episode, which would be the Enterprise. That's just so absurd. Like it, it's so absurd, it is laughable to even talk about. We needed a much better B plot. Like Scotty's B plot needed to be like I'm 10, sorry. 15 minutes. Scotty would be like an E plot if he was in. Yeah. Here. And that's part that's of the problem. That's what I'm saying. It needed to be a beat lot. Sure. But I think part of the problem is how clogged up this episode is with plots and characters and metaphors. And commentary on 1960s television. Yes. <laughs> oh, boy. Can we just talk about how bad that set is? If wow. you're trying to have like oh a editorial arena? Holy oh, my God. God. It's oh so bad. <laughs> And, like, it is the filming so of it, do, like, they are not even remotely filming on the set, yeah. by the way. <laughs> and as soon as they go, like, ten feet off, it's like, well, the camera then either has to shoot the background uh, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. or not shoot it. It like, is awful. It's incredible. I The only thing I could think is, like, well, I guess they didn't have to spend money on an outdoor arena set. Yeah. <laughs> Like, they had to. They had to hang up a. a, a they had a backdrop that looked like. A, that was well, they, like, they like had to back up in their studio to film like the filming area. Yeah. Right? It was like yeah. a high yeah. school production do. of Julius Caesar. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. Awful. Oh, it's so bad. Uh, I love. I wrong. do love the line. I love the absurdity of the line when Flavius is like not fighting McCoy. And the guard says, his, it like whips him and says, if you impact our network ratings, I'll, we'll I'll, do a special on sure. you. Yeah. Oh my like, God. I love the blatant like, non-metaphor the, literal text. Absolute absurdity of this episode is just like, <laughs> I, think I just can't. I just can't. Oh Ugh. my God. But I did was, love when they were in prison. That's my favorite part of all time. Just the Spock bone prison, right? Yeah, yeah. Really, Doctor, I had no idea you were trained. Watching you, I assumed it was trial and I will, error. I will say that... Okay, so I will say that I have trouble with some of the Spock-McCoy stuff because they flip back and forth a lot. First off, there's... Like, McCoy is pushing this whole episode that, like, he is the logical one, despite, A not being a logical character in the series, not not having that as a defining character. And in fact, he is the antithesis of this in the series. He's the emotional character, to, Spock's logical character. Partially, but he does often well, take on that role when Spock is compromised. That's kind of like a thing you yes. do fairly frequently. And it's in this one where, like, again, I'm not sure what they're trying to say by having Spock there and they're like, we haven't had wars in four centuries. And Spock's like, yeah, seems like they're doing better than you, I guess. Um, and it's kind of a dig on Earth, but it's also, to the viewer, it's like, what are you trying to tell the viewer is better? Like, slavery? Because <laughs> it's kind of a pro-slavery episode. To read it that, that way sense. and say, yeah. like, oh, at least we don't have war. Well, and especially like, when they talk, when Spock talks about, well, they now have it set up, it's been, you know, slavery has been the thing for a thousand years, and now they have it set up where basically you have a pension, and you have, you're taking care yeah, of, right? and you have health care, and you have all this, and it's just like, is this pro-slavery? Yeah. <laughs> I think so it like, is, in that, in that sense, yeah. It's the same, it's the, it's like Star Wars Episode Two, sort of bumbling through like, oh, I guess wouldn't it be good to have the Roman Empire back? Like, that's the same sort of bumbling they're doing here. Really badly. 
Yeah. And yeah, it comes off as pro-slavery. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not great. Which again, is probably, I, like, it would not be absurd to say that that's what Gene Alcoon was trying to write here. <laughs> it's possible. Saying, like, Gene Alcoon was not, um, you know. The best the human. <laughs> Guys, do you um, like when Bones is trying to act like he's doing fake acting when he's sick? Yeah. <laughs> He's so bad at it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you'd like that. Adam. I love that they've had, you know, 2,000 years of Earth stuff, but they've never encountered the, oh no, one of my friends in the cell is sick. <laughs> help! Help me! I It's help! My friend is sick! Like, Oof. Help! <laughs> oh my god. Oh. Well, and then, like, when when Kirk comes to get them out, and he, like, Use a machine gun to shoot the door open. <laughs> oh God! I can we not talk about that scene? That is is gone from my mind. Um, it happens, Chels. In yeah, your yeah, yeah. episode that, that you that... purport to love, that no, happens. I didn't say I love it. I like this episode. I think you're willing to cut. I think you're you're willing to watch five minutes of this and then cut a half hour and just yeah, watch yeah, five yeah. <laughs> that is a lot of track. That's, I'm willing to do that for a lot of track. But I mean, there's like the, that jail time is just like it's just it's so beautiful. Like I don't know, they just they love each other. Like Spock is so worried in that scene. Like they just like go back and forth. The loss of our ship's surgeon, whatever I may think of his relative skill, would mean a reduction in the ship's, ship's efficiency. Yeah, that is a that is a great line. It's just yeah. like there's a some great Spock banner. and Bones banter in this episode, but it does and not then, save the episode. But then Bones like really like like gets to him, and he's like really emotional. And he's like, "Really, Doctor?" And then they have this moment. I just love it, guys. That's my favorite part. All the rest of this episode can bite it. Yeah. And there that is that, like, is... two-minute scene that I think is an okay read for both there's, characters. No, there's a couple of different... Uh, I would say it's about ten minutes total of, like, the good... Because I would count the whole gladiator bite as part of that, too, when Spock's mm, like, do you need help, doctor? Fight. Not the whole <laughs> And Bones fight, is like, but... what an idiot question! <laughs> like, obviously I need help! Again, it's one of these where, like, there's so many layers of what is, what the motivation of each of these, because he's fighting Flavius, who is a pacifist, who does not want to fight, who, it's unclear why he's fighting, other than that that guy says, like, we'll make a special about how you're not a good gladiator if you don't, to which he should say, I'm not a gladiator anymore, and throw down his sword, and be like, you know, let's worship the sun, everybody. Oh, my um, t- read was that he was faking the fight he but was he, for a while but he keeps he it, they they shoot it in a way that like he's having this internal struggle of should i fight or not and then he does it's like this is I, there's it's not what his character should be doing if if his character is consistent yeah no it's 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 not good he shouldn't fight at all like that should be one of the the beats is that he refuses to fight at all yeah and if that would gonna, be like his arc would be yeah, he refuses exactly. to fight and then they kill him for refusing to fight. Right. Um and he says, you know, then he could have his dying breath of like All hail the sun, whatever. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh and potentially change things because it's being aired on national TV, right? Right. Um and then he could actually have something that happens as a part of his redemption, not just like literally being a meat shield for Kirk. I don't know. That like I that's he he jumps in 
and and sacrifices himself for him. But only to save lovely. Kirk, not to save his planet. I, I think he, you know, yes, but I think he was also trying to save Bones. Like, he, like, it, he, oh, sorry, he didn't Bones or Kirk? cast, I well, the first time oh, it's see, Bones, and the second time it's yeah. Kirk. He, he won't, like, thrust the sword in. He just, he literally just disarms Bones and, like, pushes him to the ground. It's honestly the best he can do in this situation without immediately being executed. Maybe he's still hoping he can break them out of it. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I, like, I again, I think they're not doing a great job of showing it, but I'm willing to give that character the benefit of the doubt. Well, and I think that's the problem, that it, it's muddy when they don't give a clear picture of what's going on, and we have to infer that, like, well, I guess maybe he's doing this or doing this. I, I agree with that's probably the read, but like a lot of things in this episode, it's just muddy. Well, right? and there's something we haven't even talked about, which is women... And Drusilla. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> and that Ugh. gold bikini made of tinfoil, oh which my I God. want. That LeMay. Oh, my. I can't. I can't. I can't. Can you I don't even want a costume corner on it. No. It's please, just a I piece of fabric. <laughs> and I need it for reasons. Yeah, reasons <laughs> that no one needs to know. <laughs> I have. And those Ugh. reasons are cosplay. <laughs> but Those's I would co- love to be Drusilla. Okay. But again. This is not the first time Kirk has slept with a slave. Nope. Can 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 he just not? Can Ethics. He just not. Again, what's what's the point of that scene? Like, what is the point? There of- isn't one. Yeah. It's so, it's so Kirk can be like continued. I think to be shown as desirable, like the and and as sexual. Like that's what they're constantly like, trying to show with him. I swear to God, it's in his contract. Um, but like it's it's so i mean i don't even need to list the reasons it's problematic right we all know like my god and we've talked about it before in other episodes like don't have sex with the slaves (laughs) and again that's why like this one to me is is, uh, this and many other things it's like as close close to miri in that sense of like Mm -hmm. um, that's extremely problematic i i'm with you there and it's another one of these things that they just like it's in there it feels like it's in there to fill time because they never talk about it again other than another one of these weird like, oh, one of the communicators was stolen and like maybe she had it and gave it to you and then they search him and he's, they're like, no, they didn't. And then they just Merrick never talk stole, about it again. No, Merrick stole it. Oh, is that? Okay, so that's the... Yeah, he stole uh, And then he... So his like that's what he has redemption okay. comes earlier. Mm-hmm. Oh, was, man, yeah, you, but you have to piece wow, it together. Wow, that is such a loose tie. It is, yeah. yeah, like the reader has to piece together so much. That's what I'm saying. Oh, it's really hard. Like the only reason I pieced together some of these things is because I've watched this episode like probably five, six times in the last couple of years. Wow. Yeah. So, <sighs> but again, that that scene is it has no point in this arc, and to never talk about it again, or to never not lament it, or to well, try I, to. I think no. it's it's written for the male gaze, right? It's it, well, yeah, yeah it's, obviously. It's so the men can can like fantasize about this woman who is beautiful and whose costume is interesting at the very least. But like, it's it's and and clearly, I don't think they consider it problematic. Oh, to them, you mean just Roddenberry like, and Gino oh, Kuhn? Just men they don't or anyone this, yeah, anyone yeah. at the time. I, I mean, we don't get a perspective from the female gaze, but like, yeah, they're just like, nope, yeah, obviously you would donk like this lady. Sounds good. Uh, ah, ugh, I just can't. The only other thing I have to say is I like the stock footage of just like U.S. buildings as the Roman buildings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, they just like drove around a city and they're like, "Hey, what buildings have columns on them?" <laughs> I think it's DC, right? Let's get some. They're let's just get like some driving around of buildings that have columns. There's, 
There's like an MIT building. There's, <laughs> it was on Memory Alpha what all the buildings oh, were. Oh, they were all, awesome. Yeah. And I was just like, where oh, were they, Abby? I don't remember. I didn't care enough. <laughs> <laughs> I like that a lot. I just, whatever. I do want to know why. Um, so I guess when Kirk records his captain logs, they're always into a tricorder. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. They don't have a like, tricorder. No, oh, no at the end. At the end, they're on the bridge. He is recording his captain's log into a tricorder. <laughs> oh, I didn't even see that. Good I captain. did. And I was like, <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> And then it's the terrible ending that I hate and with a fiery th- burning passion. Then he's also must be recording his captain's log in front of everyone. Yeah, he was. He was recording in front of everyone <laughs> into a tricorder for unknown reasons. <laughs> oh my god. Give me that gold bikini. <laughs> it was awful. And then the stupid ending that made it even more stupid than it already was. It's it. not a great I yeah. hate it. I hate yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. And it's also one of these where, like, as 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 just, like, so, so bad that ending scene is, it's it's one of these where, I mean, it's obviously only there for that, like, I mean, it's almost just a pun, right? Um, but the, the question then you have to ask is, like, well, how long did O'Hara know this? Like, she's been listening to this for a while, uh, and she has this one piece of information that would have been really important and useful um, mm-hmm. And then she's just like, "Oh, cool! I guess I'll tell you that after uh, we have figured everything out." Oh, but they weren't. Um, they she couldn't communicate with them. To be fair, um, she was. Just, she heard all that while they were down on the planet. She could tell Scotty. Scotty, presumably, could, like, but we don't know that Scotty didn't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm willing to give you her the benefit of it out there. Presum- I mean, they showed us almost nothing of what they were doing in space for all these hours, sure. possibly days. Right? Like, Kirk sleeps at some point. Well, and the plan, right? The plan once Scotty is told, hey, we're in trouble, but don't do anything, is he's like, I'm going to do something. Something. (laughs) (laughs) Not, and it's like... But it also takes him a really long time to figure out how to do a power outage, and I feel like he would have been able to do it faster. And it's like a five-second power outage. Yeah, it's not even a useful power outage. (laughs) And, And it's also like... Let's just assume that that five seconds happened any other time in this episode. Like, they're just in the cell, and the lights go out for five seconds. Right. And then and then they say, huh, I wonder what that was. And then... Weird. Nothing happens. Like, he, Scotty's not watching this and saying, oh, this is a perfect time to do this thing that is a non-thing. No, it's just random. He's just like, let's just screw around with their power grid, and maybe something will happen. So... Again. I mean, it's convenient that it's at the exact perfect time for to save their lives, right? Convenient to say the least, yes. <laughs> convenient to say the least. I don't know. I give ugh. up. Yeah, I have nothing else. Yeah, no, it's just blah, blah. I'm so but glad again, we're done with this episode. I'm not. I could listen to that Bone Spock uh, go back and forthness for like a hundred years. Just find that clip on YouTube then, you know? Yeah, and just watch that. Don't watch the whole episode. 
Oh no, I've, I watched the whole episode. I love this one. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I've watched it like five or six times in the last year. Whenever I yeah. need like a good background that doesn't really make sense. And you notice something every time you piece together more every time, which is not necessarily good. It's not good. <laughs> it's bad. It's bad. Like how Merrick stole the communicator. It took me like three or four watches to like be like, oh, that's. Oh, I'm also, I'm also angry because we get a three to beam. <laughs> Yeah, that does not count. Does not count. I and I'm like mad about counts. it. I'm mad about it. He and then Kirk doesn't repeat it. Um, I think no, Scotty, he doesn't, and says, I'm like, sad about it. Up three or something. Yeah, it's yeah. he's it's like beaming up or whatever. Yeah, I'm so mad. I'm so mad. Like, not only is this episode terrible, the one thing that could have redeemed it for me, and we don't even get that. Yep. <laughs> so mad. I feel like it counts. No, it doesn't. It does not. Shall we talk messages? I mean, we've already said them all. Uh, Women are literally not people. Because the thoughts of the man to the man are what's important. There's only one woman in this episode, right? There's a couple of background women in the the escape slave cave. So they're also pitching not like, and they do this a lot, like a non-interference message is the way to go. But again, with tons of interference. (laughs) So, um, God, of course, one of the big reads, absolute power corrupts, like, like the emperor, I guess. (laughs) Absolutely. Or, uh, again, there's no backstory on the emperor, or it's not the emperor, it's the proconsul. Proconsul, sorry. But, like, he could just be a bad person. Like, yeah. he could have been a bad right. person before he had power. So, like, I mean, he is a bad person. Let's toss that out there. But we know nothing about him or his background. Um, and I would say that the absolute power clips absolutely on um, Merrick. It's like, again, the argument is, is he corrupt? Or, like, is he kind of working with what he has and trying to do better things? Like, we don't know. I think it's supposed to be the latter. Yeah. yeah. But he's definitely not like a Tracy or... Um, John was it John Gill in Patterns of Force? Like he's not right. that level. So. No, no, yeah. I agree. And of course, I think the most important message that I already said, like duty and honor, are the most important things above sure. your own personal safety. And with all the deaths in the line of duty, like Flavius and Merrick, that one comes through. That that is probably the least muddled message yeah. of this episode. I mean, it's still a little muddled, but I, I'd agree it's the least muddled. And I'm out. That's it. So is Merrick the? I'd say the pro I think it is probably the antagonist. Oh, really? I, I think I sure go back and forth on them. Because Merrick's who they're there to find. Like the pro council doesn't yeah, get mentioned he's the, for the he's first the plot, He's the plot initiator, but, but the pro council's the one that's working against them. Sure. I call the pro council the, the antagonist. I think, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, my thought on the other direction would be that there's very few episodes where the the thing we would call the antagonist isn't even talked about for maybe the first 20 minutes. Like, the pro-consul isn't talked about until he's shown. Um, and even I think at it's that later point, than that, yeah. Like, it's... So they're in the cell before... He, I think he's even mentioned. Um, I don't think they talk about him in the cave. So, I don't know. I'm what fine think, with the other one. I mean, I thought it was Pro-consul. But it kind of feels strongly. I'm <laughs> I do. With it. All right. Um, he's the antagonist. I think he's pretty low down here. Though. He's a regular. Oh yeah, he's not sure. good probably, at stuff. I'd probably put 
Merrick down by like Ben Finney or something like that. Agreed. Actually, maybe the syndicate from a piece of the action is a comparable. Like, I guess he's more effective than the syndicate. I mean, the syndicate, again, piece mm-hmm. of the action. The same sort of plot. The same sort of plot. The same piece. sort of plot, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I'd yeah. probably put the pro console around like Mab from Friday That's Star. a bit fire. Oh, above John Gill and Tracy, though? I don't know. I like around there, though. Like around, I think it's the same placement. Like, I think it's less than they're... Tracy. Maybe, maybe around Landrew? Same sort of but thing. Like Landrew's controlling I, a planet using. I take it. Like, I still think he's better than Mirror Kirk. I'd go above Mirror Kirk. Yeah. Okay. I'll take I mean, it. I have no strong feelings on this one. <laughs> um, the pro I mostly just want to be over. Just, so, no, he does, console. but it's just he's the pro console. It's fine. oh yeah, it's like Claudius Maximus, right? It's something like that, but it doesn't matter. He's the pro. He's usually only called the pro console, so just pro console. Uh, time for bingo. Bingo time. Yes. I don't think we got it, and I'm sad. The end. <laughs> I mean, there is, there's just very little. There's very little. It's there very is little. a Vulcan nerve pinch. Yeah. So, yeah um, that's like all the time, right? Yeah. Um, I like that a lot. And, I mean, there's ancient Earth history. For sure. <laughs> I don't think McCoy ever drinks. Unfortunately, um, he had every opportunity because um, they were in the cave. Yeah. And then since, like, we have nothing happening with the Enterprise... Since they don't have to worry about, like, jamming their communicators or their weapons. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they're trapped on the planet, but... They... Yeah, are they, they are trapped on the... Yeah. Yeah, they... they're absolutely trapped on the planet. They want to leave and they can't beam out. Yeah, that's fair. They're trapped I mean... on the planet, 100%. Not because their their stuff doesn't work, but because they can't... Like, they've been... Had their devices taken away. Yeah. Anyway. Abby clarifiers? My only clarifier was is the away team trapped on the planet and we have discussed oh. it. <laughs> yeah. Um, because that's iffy, I feel. But yeah, I, we I didn't get it. Um Ancient Earth History, Captain's Log, Spock says illogical and fascinating. Yeah. Uh, wow. Kirk makes out with someone, the prime directive is ignored a whole bunch. Yeah. There are recurring actors. There's a Vulcan nerve pinch twice. Yeah. So like there's stuff and like it's just kind of all over the board so we didn't get it so time for yeah blah 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 whatever stupid episode stupid episode let's find out we're watching next because that was like the last terrible episode we had so the last three episodes are gonna be better and i'm gonna say a mock time because i can't remember the third one You have a good chance of one of us being right. (laughs) Oh, I'm a little sad. It's a mock time. time. Yay! So, like, I'm a little sad because I really did want this to be the last one. Yeah, that's fair. But it's fine. I'll get over it. Uh, Mock time! In the throes of his pond farm mating period, Spock must return to Vulcan to meet his intended future wife, betrothed from childhood. Yay! It's such a good episode, though, guys. It is a good episode, and I do like this episode a lot. So I am excited. But I am also a little sad because I did want it to be the last one. I'll I'll live. It'll be fine. It's fine. But yeah, all right, wonderful listeners. Uh, You can find us on Instagram and Facebook where we hang out the most, 3dbmup at beam3, info at 3dbmup.com to email us, come say hi, 
tell us stuff, uh, and join us next time for the wonderful Unlock Time to make up for this horrible garbage trash fire of an episode that we just watched. See you then!